What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, it's a new episode that I'm throwing at y'all. First off, I'd like to say no matter what time it is in the day, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're at peace mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I just want to start off to say I love my kids. <laughs> I love my daughter and my son. They are just so awesome and amazing and it is beautiful to see a child in its uh you know in the baby stage and grow into developing certain characters you know certain ways about them and it's really interesting to see those things develop but today i'm talking about uh talking about my daughter my daughter jazzy right and she is definitely my hero i'm gonna be real with you uh there's a girl that's been through a lot in a younger age actually uh so i can't swim <laughs> i'm not a swimmer but it was this one point in time where my daughter fell into a river and i was blessed to have friends that can swim and i felt actually powerless at that moment you know as a as a as an adult you know as a father you know, you feel powerless when you feel like there's nothing you can do, you know, but a friend quickly jumped into the water and he saved my daughter and she had this, you know, traumatic experience and she was just like, you know, I'm never, ever, ever going to go next to water. I don't want to go to that park again. I don't want to be next to water ever again, you know, and I was like, that's fine, sweetheart. I completely understand because I almost drowned myself about three times in my life which is why I have a phobia. So, little by little though, my daughter, she just, I don't know, she just started to get up courage to get next to water again. First, it started at the YMCA, you know, dipping her toe in, then uh, chilling in the uh, shallow end. Then she would go, you know, to the deeper end with noodles. And it's just amazing as a parent seeing that you know, seeing her strength, her character, and then the park that she fell in, you know, she never wanted to go there again. And then uh, one time she actually asked to go there, and I was I was actually shocked because I was like, I mean, all right, you know, let's go. <laughs> so we went, and uh, yeah, she was just talking about how she felt when she fell in and the fear, but she was straight. Like, she was good being next to that body of water. And I, I really think it's so interesting. You know, even the word says, you know, you got to be like a, a child. And, you know, some of us can't really see God from our mindset. Like, children see God all the time. Children feel that strength all the time. Children, you know, they're just so amazing. And seeing my daughter, her strength, like, she is, she is my hero love that girl to death like i said i love both of my kids the same you know but they both have different qualities i've noticed about them different characteristics about them you know and they're growing differently obviously so my daughter man <laughs> one day um i was in a living room when i was uh staying with with her you know and well she was staying with me and uh, we were just chilling, and she was like, Dad, I got a game. You know, I, I want to play a game. 
And I'm like, yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm a gamer. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about game game. I'm talking about, like, Street Fighter. You know, fighting games is my things. I love RPGs. I love shooters. But anybody who knows me knows that Street Fighter is my number one game. Then it goes to Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So I'm already ready. I'm all decked out. I'm like, yo, you know what we're going to do? Yeah, I'm going to get the Xbox One. We're going to play. And she's like, no, 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 not that kind of game. I want to play a game like, I want to interview you, you know, for a job. So I'm like, all right. Just odd game for a child to want to play, but that's dope. I, I, didn't, I didn't really think about that, you know. I was like, all right, they can do a internet game, uh, interview game. I wasn't thinking of that when I was a kid, but hey, you know, we're all different, right? So she's like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. You know, I'm all ready. Because even though it's just an interview game, I'm still competitive. I'm like, I'm going to smash this game. I got this. And she goes, first question, who are you? And I got so silent. Because, you know, when you go for an interview, people ask, you know, certain things about you. But she asked, who am I? And for some reason, that hit me so hard. Obviously, I'm her father, right? And I automatically, since I'm a dancer and I'm thinking of my talents, you know, and stuff, I automatically think, well, dancer, but I'm like, nah. You know, I'm thinking out loud, so she hears me. I'm like, dancer, but no, I'm not just a dancer. A writer, speaker, photographer, who, who am I? And she goes, well, dad, if it's too hard, I can skip to the next question. I'm like, no, 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 this ain't hard. I was like, I got this, I got this. I'm like, all right, well, I'm your father, and... You know, I was like, I'm a believer, you know, I believe in God, you know, and that's pretty much it. And she goes, okay, that's good. Next question. But that one question hit me. So who are you? So I asked my listeners, who are you? Like, if you close your eyes right now, and I was to say, I want you to spit out three words that describe who you are will all those words be positive are all those words like nutritious for your growth like are they are you eating good food with what you're speaking when you look in the mirror when you brush it do you even look in the mirror when you brush your teeth, obviously, because a lot of people are looking at their teeth, right? Do you even see yourself daily? Can you describe yourself to people? These are things that seem little, but they hit hard. And I was actually thankful that I got that uh, question asked to me. Who was I? Because it sent me on a journey of discovering me and my value and uh, I'm going towards my purpose and just a lot of things in life. But that's so deep because you have to know who you are and where you stand. See, the wisdom, I believe Jazzy was, I want to say 11, that was last year. I believe she was either 11 or 10 when she asked me that question. And kids have so much wisdom. You don't know how smart your child is. 
until you sit down and have a full conversation with your, your kid. <laughs> like, you know, but that question, because I asked my kids that question and boom, like that, they got it. You know, they got it. I think my son said uh, he was a uh, spirit. And he just went on to this list in different qualities, and so did my daughter. But for some reason, at my age, at that time, I did not know who I was. And that's dangerous. Because when you do not know who you are, it's easy for people to attach labels to you. It's easy for you to attach labels to yourself. One of the dangers of social media is believing that whatever somebody puts on their profile is 100% true. See, in life we go around and we're chilling, we're hanging out with friends, we're hanging out with people, and they start to basically attach labels to you, they start to put labels on you depending on what they think you're good at, so... I know what I'm going for in life, but people, have, they told me, oh, you know what? You'll be a great therapist. You'll be a great counselor. You'll be great at this. You'll be great at that. Some people's like, oh, you should just be a dancer your whole entire life. You'll be great at that. And if you're not careful in what you're listening to, you can let that label be attached to you and carry that label most of your life. Now, none of those things were bad. Those things weren't in my heart for what I want to do. You know, you might not feel great being that dancer after a few more years or whatever. Something might happen, whatever. You might not feel great in that field of counseling or therapy, but you took it. You know, you took that label and said, yeah, dancer. Yeah, therapist. Yeah, counseling. And then you get into that field and you do all that hard work and you're just like, why am I here? <laughs> this is not what I wanted to be. So, one of the most important things that I'm trying to dish out in this podcast is to get to know who you are. And the way I got to know myself was through Jesus. I'm going to be 100% real. Now, other podcasts that you... Uh, here might uh, go to the Bible, and I, I will in later podcasts. But right now, I, I want to be real with you. Um, that's how I started to find out about who I am, and what can I do, and what I'm capable of, and, and that's because of the labels that were attached to me in the younger years. And I'm here to say, uh, this morning, it's 10:43 right now. I hope you wake up knowing who you are. And if you don't, you better find out. So, through my, because uh, I talk to a lot of people, you know, and people uh, tell me a whole bunch of things uh, about their life that I keep to myself, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, you know. You can't just be gossiping about people's lives. But I started to see who people were by what they said and what they did. And if those things didn't line up, then I know that there was a flaw in the system. You know, I can't necessarily count you as fake without knowing the root of the flaw. 
but you have to be about what you say you're about. Your identity is a big thing in this world. So this is a short podcast. Uh, it wasn't meant to be a very long one. It was more of a outreach to some people to f- continue searching and finding out who they are and don't let labels be attached to them. Because those things really have a way of shaping who we are. You know, and when I say labels, one label that's attached to many people growing up is stupid. You do something that somebody did not expect you to do. You do something that people expect you to have more common sense in doing it. And they call you stupid. Then you laugh. You know, sometimes because people are like, oh, that's stupid. You're stupid for saying that. You're stupid, 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 right? Then you start saying it. You know, I'm stupid. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Oh, I'm dumb. You start putting these words on yourself. And you really become those words. Like, I'm serious. I had supervisors that would be explaining something to me. And then blurt out their mouth. These are for jobs, too. Good job. Oh, I'm stupid. I should have did that. And I'm like, you're not a stupid guy. And I know these are just words we say, and people are like, yeah, those words, everybody says it, that's good. But when I tell you words really shape who you are, they do shape who you are. And you can really um, count a lot of blessings out your life from the words that you speak about yourself or the things that you allow to just settle on your body. So when my daughter asked, who was I? I had to go on that journey. She said, who are you? She knew I was her father. I know I'm her father. But what else about me do I know? Life is long. And I have a wide range of friends. You know, some friends who are older than me, way older, are still trying to figure out who they are. So the only way I figured it out was through Jesus, through learning about who Jesus was, learning about what I can do, learning about what I had the power to do, learning about my patience, my strength, learning more about honesty. It's just a lot. I actually didn't know love until I, uh, until I knew more about God. I didn't know what love was growing up. I didn't know the value of love. I didn't know what that was. Man, I thought love was so many other things, man. I didn't know that making love was not just a sexual act. I didn't know making love was actually just being there for that person. Sharing their interests. Hugging. The growth that you both take with each other. The spontaneous goofy laughs like this all those are making love i didn't know that i didn't know love was spending time i thought love was just sex and you're with me that's it this is growing up now but that's also because of what was attached to me the labels what people would say what i would believe about myself so who you are is a really deep journey you have to really go back to the roots of what you experienced growing up and what you saw and you have to take some stuff off you know you got to take some stuff off of you because you're carrying a lot 
of things that you shouldn't be carrying. You're carrying a lot of labels that shouldn't be there. The stupid label was just regular. Everybody knows that label, but there's so much, so much labels that you're carrying. You're diagnosing yourself with so many things. It's like when you have a headache and you go on WebMD and you have a minor headache and it says tumor. <laughs> you're just like, oh, snap, I got a tumor, yo. <laughs> like You start saying that, yo. And you start acting like that. And I mean, since words are powerful, yeah. So anyway, just came on here this morning to uh, talk a little bit about the journey of my daughter because, like I said, she is my hero. That girl has faced fear in the face, and that's not her only time facing some kind of fear. Nor my son too, but that'll be later on in certain episodes. But they face some things, and they're strong, and they make me strong. You know. Children really remind you of how strong you can be, especially when something uh, dramatic happens to them, and especially when, you know, you take the time to listen. I actually posted on my Facebook, uh, I think a few days back, stop telling your children that they talk too much. I know that's hard, because some of these kids can talk your ear off and then some, and you're just like, how do you have, you just came home from work. You're coming in the door, you know, and you're just, they just got out of school, you know, and they just sit right next to you. And you're just already tired from the day. It's three o'clock. All you want to do is turn on Netflix and watch Power, Cobra Kai, whatever you watch, Park and Rex, I don't judge you, whatever you're watching, right? And they just look at you with those eyes and say, guess what happened today? And you're like, what? And you're like, oh my gosh. Like, it's, it's crazy. They can talk, right? But through my experience with working with children and even my own kids, and even when I look back to the roots of certain things in my life, that all comes from a place. There are some kids that talk a lot. And if you're not asking the right questions or listening, you might miss certain things. You might miss what's going on inside, mentally, physically, and spiritually. You know, that's why it's good to not question or interrogate, but let sometimes let your kids talk and ask them, you know, how they feel. How did that make them feel when that happened? It's deep. I'm not going to get too deep into it right now in the beginning of my kids, but I learned out a lot from just asking them certain questions and about school. How did they feel when this person got picked for something or... How did it feel when a teacher talked to them a certain way? And there's certain instances where I had to go up to the school. And teachers don't be expecting that. They <laughs> Let me tell you, I went to the school so many times that they're just so thrown off because they're like, oh, I thought you had work. Oh, yeah, I got work. But, you know, these are my kids. I can tell my job, yo, listen, um, I got to go because my daughter or my son told me something that I'm not feeling and I'm going. And I don't care what that job says because your kids are important. A lot of the times the jobs are real cool. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, go. You know, it's your kids. And I know some parents can't do that. But I feel like that's where sometimes the system takes advantage of that. Because I had a lot of instances where my daughter was done wrong. And I showed up. And I was like, why did this person talk to a child the way they talked to this child? 
you know, a child like that? Why do they talk to her like that? And they're just like, oh, this person's a great person. Uh, you know, he's in the school newspaper or this and that. Or they do this for them, they do this, then they do that. And I'm just like, it doesn't really matter, matter because just because a doctor's a doctor doesn't mean a doctor's a good person. You know, you can have a label on you, you can have a title on you. That doesn't make you a good person. You could have done great things for people. That does not make you a great person or a good person. It's what's inside. And knowing who you are is so important because whatever's inside, and yep, little reference to the word, but whatever is in the dark will come out to light. So you can keep doing this fake stuff on the outside and wear that fake mask. But sometime, I don't know when, that mask is going to come off and people are going to see your true nature. You are what you eat, right? You are what you put inside. You are what's going on inside. That's you mentally, physically, and spiritually. So if you're eating junk food and that's what your body is processing and you're expecting to work out or have energy to work out, if you're eating fried food all the time and you're expecting to have that energy to work out, you're not going to have it. I'm not dissing anybody. I love fried chicken too. I love steak. I love fish. I try to cut down on the steak. I eat more fish and more chicken too. But I'm telling you, if you're trying to seek results, they're not going to be there because of the, what you're putting in your body. So I don't, when people tell me about all the great things that somebody has done, that doesn't really matter. Because when they go home by themselves behind closed doors and nobody's watching, that's the true character. That's the true nature. And they might hide it really well for now, but it comes out later. This is why knowing who you are matters. This is why taking the time to evaluate yourself matters. Every Sunday, my phone goes off and it says, um, uh, how was your week at 8 p.m. every Sunday? I have an alarm. How was your week? I evaluate myself because... You don't evaluate yourself, nobody. I mean, besides your job and besides school or whatever you're going for, maybe if you have a therapist or whatever, nobody's evaluating. So I say, how did I do this week? How did I do emotionally? How did I do physically? How did I do spiritually? How was I talking to people? How was I engaging? How was I in caring? How was I being a servant? These are certain things that I like to think about. So I can write these things down and know what to actually attack because during the, you can have a great Sunday, a great Monday, then Tuesday can come along and just bang right in the face. Right. And then you're just, your whole mode switches up and you could have a terrible week. But if you track it, you know what to attack. You know what label you took. Label sometimes comes from friends. Friends can act a certain way. You can have a particular group of friends where you're just like, you're cool with. You ain't like them, but you're cool with. But you spend too much time with them, and uh, you take that label. I don't swear a lot. I used to swear worse than a sailor. Ask anybody who knows me. Everything out of my mouth was a swear. Like I, I had, <laughs> I made up cuss words. I had sentences like just. It was crazy, right? I don't do it no more. Now, am I perfect at that? No. A cuss word might come out of my mouth. It, it's going to happen. And people are just shocked. Like, oh, my God. He swore. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm human. 
<laughs> and I'm not coming at anybody who swears. This is just my personal thing. I don't do it. I'm not saying you don't. But I have friends, and I don't particularly say, yo, don't swear around me. But some of them do it for respect. Others don't. It's whatever. I don't really get mad at them. But my biggest thing is when you hang around with that a lot, you will start to swear. Like, I noticed I was cussing more at things. You know, so that can happen. Also, if you have friends that are, well, jerks. And you're like, some people are like, I don't have friends that are jerks. Yes, you do. You know that one friend. You all got that one friend that... And if you don't, that's good. I'm glad you've been keeping them out your life. And they're not fully a jerk. And people are going to hit me up after this podcast like, am I the jerk? <laughs> but no, you have that one friend that is cool, mad chill, but they can be a jerk. They're hot-headed. Or some kind of nature to them. And you know the root of it. That's why you sit there for You know they don't mean it. But you hang around that person too much and... That tends to slip off on you. It rubs off. And you start acting this way. That's another way where you don't know who you are. But knowing who you are is so important for growth. Because when you start to realize who you are, and you start to realize that you have a purpose in life. And that purpose is really found in knowing who you are. The potential that's inside you. Like how God constructed you. See, we are all different. And you have such an amazing gift inside you. I've met people in my life who said, I don't have a talent. I don't have a gift. And that's because they're looking at certain things that people can dance. People are artists. People are this and that. You don't even know if you have the gift of patience. Being patient with people is a gift. Not everybody can do that. You know, it's hard to recognize gifts when you hang around the same people too. Since I'm a dancer and I I freestyle, I don't choreograph, right? If I'm teaching another person how to pop or whatever, I might uh, do a little choreo, but I, I basically teach them how to be their own person because I'm a street dancer and I want you to be a street dancer too, so... I want to teach you how to be you, right? When I'm around other street dancers, I don't, I didn't really think about how hard it is to freestyle because a majority of us freestyle. But when you get around other people, other dancers in general, other artists, and they see what you do, they go, oh, wow, it's amazing. You're like, oh, I know a whole bunch of people that can do it. But you're in a different environment. You don't notice that. <sighs> so much, so much, so much food. So much food to take in. When you're around certain people, it's hard to see certain things. Certain things really do rub off on you. Certain people say they don't know their skill, they don't know their talent, they don't know their gifts. But they're hanging around other people they're not really challenging themselves and I, I get it too some of those people who don't know their gifts they don't challenge themselves either or it's just sometimes tough because knowing what you're good at requires you to spend time by yourself sometimes in quiet and a lot of people have an issue with quiet a lot of people can't drive their car without playing music 
A lot of people can't do anything without looking at their phone. And if you can do all these things, that's great. But not doing, doing those things really stop you from knowing who you are and your, your purpose, your value, what you can do, the potential that you have inside you and how God crafted you. You're amazing. You're talented, you're gifted, you're loved. And I guarantee you have a talent, you have a purpose on this earth. And if you're listening to this podcast and anybody told you different, let them hear this podcast as well. Let them know that they're talented, gifted, and amazing, and they have purpose. And their purpose is not to put you down. So yeah, a little girl told me, (laughs) she taught me, she she showed me, basically, she was like the footstep in me finding more about who I was. I hope that this podcast uh, spoke to some people. I hope that my voice spoke to you. I hope that anything that I said has reached you in any sort of way to continue, to not lose hope, to know that you are valuable, to know that you have purpose, and to question yourself, who am I? Have a fantastic day, y'all. Peace.